Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. If they ever do this again, they should start by saying, the following is intended for immature audiences only. Viewer <laughs> indiscretion advice. <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Jesus. Judas. General Grant. Mary Magdalene. Princess Anastasia. Siegmund Freud. Kublai Khan. Rasputin. Amelia Earhart. Marco! And the other guy says, Polo! It's better in a pool. The Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now. And so that is the answer to where would world history be without Mel Brooks and the history of the world part two. So we got that done. Now, here we are with a new show. I'm Arch Campbell, and this is the podcast that keeps you up with the ever-changing world of entertainment. Lou Katz is our producer and director and chief enabler. <laughs> and by the way, the Oscar for best podcast, let me open the envelope here, goes to, no surprise, Arch Campbell. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and Lou Katz. Yeah, right. And uh, and all the great people who appear on this show with us. So, uh, and speaking of that, Today, uh, what a great pleasure to feature Oliver Jones in L.A., where he reviews for Observer.com and teaches at Emerson College. Hello, Oliver Jones. Great to see you again, Arch. How's uh, life on the West Coast? Well, I've got one eye, but I'm still navigating it well. Uh, we've got a big atmospheric river heading our way, and uh, and we're all very excited about uh, all the mudslides. Well... <laughs> Well, here's mud in your eye. <laughs> uh, good, good luck to you. You, you had a, a detached retina, so uh, yeah, that's always uh, helpful. Well, it's reattached you know. for now, but I got a bunch of oil in my eyes, so it looks like I'm looking through a lava lamp uh, everywhere I go. And uh, with us is uh, our dear friend, our new favorite film critic. It's uh, Cinema Lou Charlip, the big-time TV producer now lurking full-time around AMC theaters where he gets his complete money's worth out of his AMC pass. Lou! <laughs> Hello, Lou. Hi, Arch. Hi, Oliver. Welcome. Thank you for having me again. I don't want to say you're spending a lot of time at that theater, but the other day somebody tried to buy a bag of popcorn from you. <laughs> Just, uh, here we go. I told you not to tell, Arch. <laughs> well, Lou, I love having you on because you. uh, you're the guy who has seen more movies than I have and consistently. And so I'm, I'm interested in what you think. And uh, uh, first of all, uh, we're at the period after the Oscars, and I think it's as good a time as any to, uh, to have a final review. Uh, what do we think? Everything, everywhere, all at once swept the Oscars. And Brendan Fraser won for the whale, and uh, really there was no surprise in either one of those wins. And if there was any surprise, I guess it was how well All Quiet on the Western Front did. But uh, what do we think? I just feel <laughs> this like reverberation of resentment and annoyance coming off of you, Arch, like a cloud. You know, I can barely see you through it. 
<laughs> you know, it really it felt like the internet itself. You know, the movies have have kind of given away to the internet, and it felt like the ultimate internet uh, Oscars. You know, the uh, everything, everywhere, all at once feels like the web more, almost more than it feels like yeah. a movie. And and the 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 night was very quote unquote touching you know, in a sentimental sort of way, um, uh, especially the big hug uh, at the end between um, supporting Oscar winner uh, Kei Hui Kwan and, and uh, uh, Indiana Jones himself, Harrison Ford. Yeah, but, yeah. And it seemed like everyone kind of grabbed on to that and made a meme of it. But have we all forgotten what a hateful movie uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was? I mean, that movie... Um, hated children in particular, but was just filled with kind of bile in, in, in its soul. And it was, you know, I if I remember correctly, the first PG-13 movie, the movie that kind of launched PG-13 and kind of sent right. us to the, yes. into the world of sort of empty spectacle violence that we, that has sort of dominated uh, movies ever, ever since. So that, That's the one where a guy uh, reached in and pulled a guy's heart out of his chest, right? It was like that the happens to me every time I'm on this podcast. That's what movie. you do. You just reach through that Heart screen. Transplant. You know, I, I have to say, watching the Oscars and Harrison Ford came out, it was a big moment, best picture. He was so frail. And it seemed to me his voice was not very strong. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere. Meanwhile, he's got another Indiana Jones coming out in, yeah. you know, in a couple yeah. of months. And he's this superhero and i'm not i don't know how that's going to work I, i'm going to go see I, it of course I, I, but how is that going to work i i don't think it's going to work i think it's another example of just remaking the same old crap because people are going i like harrison ford in shrinking the Agreed. apple tv series where he plays someone who is dealing with a uh, an illness and and it kind of plays to his um condition now he's he's older and and he's not as vital as he used to be well and that uh, speaks to the fact that you know on television now we allow these movie stars to be people but in tell and on movies we we <clears throat> insist that they be the movie stars they always were when they're not anymore you know there's something else and, and let's try to make product for that uh, I and, barely recognized Morgan Freeman when he came out there, yeah. and I barely recognized Samuel Jackson when he came out. I still keep of Samuel Jackson. I want them to make a movie about the life of Jim Vance and cast uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Vance. He'd be perfect. But That would be wonderful. They yeah. better hurry from what it looks like. I hated everything everywhere all at once. I think it's the worst best picture pick since the dawn of time maybe since the greatest show on earth and <laughs> and you know i, I agree I, with you arch i don't know what i would have liked to have seen when i mean the fablemans would have been a safe bet to win in in the old days and didn't and uh well arch i was thinking about that mm -hmm. uh, you know the the ratings were they were up a little bit ticked up a little yeah, bit over yeah year. Basically, they're half of what they were 15, yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason for that is people feel so detached. If you want to really name the best picture of the year was Top Gun. It brought people back to the theaters. Yes, yes. It, 
you know, you want to, you want the best artsy movie, you know, the best picture of the year is the one that the people embraced. And mm-hmm. even though the people embraced it, the, the people who vote are out of touch with the people who won't see it. I, I, that, I, I have point. a hard time accepting the idea that uh, everything, everywhere, all at once wasn't a popular choice. I mean, it was, a, it was, it had a huge box office. It really created a lot of um, buzz and it meant a lot to people for its representation. You know, um, it just felt like empty calories for, for a lot of us. And, and um, I'm not quite sure I'm going to go as far with the vitriol that, uh, that art <laughs> did, uh, but, um, but I was an agnostic. Certainly, Banshees of Inna Sheeran deserved the, the screenplay award and the actor award. Um, I, I think that was very clear. Um, and I think it was a shame. I, I don't know about the best picture, but it deserved those two. But I'd like to say one thing about the Oscar night is that um, a bad night for uh, Vladimir Putin is a good night for all of us. Uh, and, and when Navalny won and, right. um, yeah. and we got to kind of stick it in the eye of a terrible dictator uh, in national television in a meaningful way and, um, and his wife went up there and spoke. My husband is in prison just for t- telling the truth. My husband is in prison just for defending democracy. Uh, Alexei, I am dreaming the day when you will be free and our country will be free. Uh, stay strong, my love. Thank you. That was a powerful moment, and, and I, I don't think that should be lost. And that, that movie was a very exciting documentary with a, among a lot of really good documentaries this year. Okay, I got two things to add to the conversation, and then I'd like to start thinking about about the future, (laughs) such as it is. First is, I got up on uh, Sunday morning, and I got my Sunday Washington Post, and I started uh, thumbing through because I wanted to pull out my Oscar ballot. Well, they did not print one. There was not an Oscar ballot in the Washington Post. And I take that as a sign. It's a sign that uh, the movie awards aren't what they used to be. Uh, But I got to also say I was surprised. (laughs) I've stopped the show. Well, don't you have a printer, Arch? I've got a printer. I mean, I print one out from Entertainment uh, Weekly. <laughs> but, you know, there was always an Oscar yeah. ballot in the Washington Post. And uh, uh, well, I think the problem is when people don't see a lot of the movies or don't connect with them, they don't care. Now, I don't know why the Post didn't do that, but I think that's why people um, are not really feeling connected to to the Oscars. And maybe maybe that's why they didn't. I'm, I'm guessing, Arch, that on mo- in Monday's paper, there was a bracket for the uh, NCAA printed. Uh, oh, well, yeah. You know, um, yeah. so, so uh, I'm, I'm, they're not out of that business. Um, but uh, I think that also speaks generally to, to engagement with the newspaper and with media in general. And also, you know, I think what you're talking about, Arch, is, is a larger phenomenon that, that this Oscars really reflected and that this was really an internet digital Oscars. You know, this the, we, we live in a digital world and um, and uh, we're running around here, a couple of velociraptors looking for scraps <laughs> along the margins. 
I want to point out one more thing that has still pissed me off. And it was the moment when Melissa McCarthy and Halle oh. Bailey came out. And I'm thinking, oh, uh, what award are they going to give? And instead, they introduced a commercial for the remake of The Little Mermaid. It has been such an honor stepping into the iconic role of Ariel. We are so excited to give you the first look at our upcoming film, coming to theaters May 26th. Disney, which makes The Little Mermaid, owns ABC. And I don't know if they counted that as a commercial or not, but I've, I felt like it was spam. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. and. I hope you were going to bring up, Arch, this in memoriam of controversy, uh -huh. yeah. because they could have taken that two minutes or three minutes and used it for the in memoriam, which has gotten a lot of people upset. A lot yeah. of big names were not there. You know, Paul right. Sorvino, uh, Anne Heche, and of course, my favorite, Gilbert Gottfried. The, these folks oh. were, you know, and there were so many. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of obscure people nobody heard of. You could find yeah. those names online, but some of the bigger name actors and actresses should should be in that in memoriam that's that's my my feeling on that i yeah you know, well and also the ones that made an impact on the people in that room i mean i was thinking about tom sizemore um, exactly you know, who who had uh, recently uh, passed and had such an impact on the movies of the 90s um you know and and sort of also the bridge between independent and and studio mm -hmm. film and sort of edgy and mainstream but you know, I agree with you, Arch, over and over again between the, you know, between having a Disney commercial sort of couched within the telecast itself uh, to having the commercials celebrating 100 years of the studios. It was hard to tell the difference between the telecast yeah. and the commercials. It became it, it started to feel just like one one um, infomercial. You know, uh, I was expecting the sham wow guy uh, to come <laughs> out and, uh, and wipe the whole place up. It was uh, it felt very. Uh, cheesy uh yeah and yeah uh and um and sort of below the whatever high regards that you expect from a show where um you know they let a guy uh hit another guy in the face and then give a 15 minute speech afterwards so those high standards well um, they just they seem to be turning inward and uh as they do you know uh, for the in memoriam a lot of the names uh, the public didn't know, and and that was like an end that was inside baseball, and uh, the show is beginning to feel like inside baseball, and the fact that they can't end it at eleven o'clock is really just obstinance on their part. So I'm. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I don't know what else you have better to do on a Sunday night, Arch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the golf courses are not open at that hour, uh, so I don't know where, what kind of hot date you have to go to. They had a new American Idol on at twelve forty in the morning. I mean, <laughs> that's 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 bad programming, if you ask me. Uh, well, yeah. So okay, I enough with the Oscars. I'm done with them. Yeah, I've uh, never, I've never felt this much uh, negativity and pessimism from you, Arch. It's not a good look. I hope that this year <laughs> you fix it and you're back on the boomer bandwagon and leaving it at all. I loved being in LA for Oscar Week, and you and I uh, met and re uh, affirmed our friendship on the red carpet. Uh, 
the Saturday I was just recalling that, Arch, because I believe yeah. that was uh, 2007, and it was a yeah. couple of days yeah. before my daughter was born, and she just oh, had man. her 16th birthday. Uh, wow. So I was, I was ready to bolt from that carpet at any moment. Uh -huh. um, and uh, and instead of um, welcoming a uh, a new baby girl, I got to rekindle my friendship with Arch Campbell. Uh, <laughs> nearly as magical. And and, and and for me as well, is it is there still the atmosphere in L.A. Uh, the leading up to the Oscars as there used to be? I used to, I just loved uh, the way the city felt and the things that were going on. Uh, no, the, the atmosphere has been replaced by an atmospheric river. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, mean, I have to, I yeah, have to ask, have, have either of you guys uh, interviewed you, Grant? Because I'm reading some bad things about him. Yeah, and on the red carpet yeah. pre-show, somebody said to him, How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. It was a very snide answer. Yeah. Um, you have any um any insight he into came that? to town for the uh there was a movie he made remember uh the man who went up a hill and came down a mountain mm -hmm. uh, and he was there with uh with his uh with elizabeth uh i forget her last name Hurley. yeah hurley that he was dating at the time he was very nice they had a little mm -hmm. premiere at the avalon theater he showed up i think maybe i was the only person covering it uh, Maybe that's I, why I think his nice. I think his sort of like awkwardness is part of his uh charm and kitsch. Uh and you know, uh it might have come off a little odd, but I think that um, you know, uh he was recently in the guy uh Richie movie Operation Fortune, mm -hmm. which was not a good movie, but he was terrific in it. Um mm -hmm. and then he's he's the he plays the antagonist wizard in the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie. That comes mm -hmm. out in a couple of Brother. weeks. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a boy, it's already starting with you, Arch. We're have to stick your old brothers. Uh, they're just shooting yeah. off the screen here. Oh, brother. Uh, yes, it has, it has not gotten the best uh, notices out of the South by South uh, Film Festival, yeah. uh, which is yeah. just going on this weekend. And it oh. was a year ago at South by Southwest that. Um, that uh, everything everywhere all at once premiered and this right. year's premiere was uh the, the dungeons and dragons movie so we look forward <laughs> so, to that sweeping the oscars that, that, uh, that, that is a very true statement that that is our future did you ever go yeah. to south by southwest i never have i've been dying to go but i can never get any of my corporate flunkies to send me have you I been went i went one year and just had the greatest time uh, you know, I'm a University of Texas grad anyway, so for many years back. So it was wonderful to be in Austin. And it's a great, great film festival. Although now, here we go again, I think their emphasis is more on music than movies. Well, you know, I think that uh, that the Everything Everywhere All at Once has sort of reaped, has, has changed uh, South by Southwest. Uh, you know, uh, the fact that there there was a movie that came from there that grew momentum, right? That was the other thing. Uh, for two straight years, uh, we've had a, a, a movie, Coda, that won out of the Sundance Film Festival. We've had a movie that's won out of the uh, South by South f uh, Film Festival. So uh, uh, both of those things, they're, they're supposed to run out of steam, right, by the, by the end of the award season. So, so much of these last two years uh, have put a lot of 
Oscar wisdom uh, on edge or kind of yeah. turned it around. Um, so I think that's an interesting outcome out of all of this. You know, at least at least the winner was not uh, a boring, quote unquote, Oscar bait movie. But it, I guess it was maybe a, perhaps a different kind of boring. You know, uh, somebody told me they went to the Boulder Film Festival. It's not one of the bigger film festivals, I don't believe. But they said most of the films were documentaries. And yeah. and I, I sort of, in my mind, attributed that to, one, the pandemic, and two, uh, the fact that studios aren't spending as much money as they used to. Um, is that true, in your opinions? I think I think we're going to continue to see these festivals as a launching point. You know, I think they're going to be, you know, but I do think that um, documentaries work well at festivals because mm -hmm. they because they um, they garner conversation. Right. And that, and, and that's what those the and, and they and they garner community uh, and interest. So I feel like there's a lot of good um documentary uh film festivals and 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 film festivals are a great time to catch up on documentaries and this has been a great year for documentary i want to insert something very quickly i saw a movie this weekend that really appealed to me and shocked me came out of the blue and it was the irish entry into the uh, best foreign film competition called the quiet girl and it was one of the loveliest uh, most uh, most satisfying films I've seen in months, or maybe if not in years. So, so I've still I still like movies. It was such a beautiful film. Uh, I mean, everything Quiet, about that girl. movie was just so um, well calibrated and just beautifully wrought. Uh, and um, it was among my favorite films of the year by a long margin. Uh, that one and After Sun, which are which are sort of twin pieces in a lot of ways, um, were um, were the, the the movies that meant the most to me, um, at least of, among the non documentaries. Uh, and of course, it's an Irish language film, um, so it was yeah, wonderful Gaelic, to listen to. You know, you not you never you've never heard anything quite like that. Uh, have you seen it yet, Lou? I have not. Unfortunately, I don't get screeners. So if uh -huh. it's not playing in the low, in the AMC theater nearby, uh, I don't get to see it. <laughs> I, but I think it's playing on I Street starting like this week or next week. It's it's coming soon to uh, to a theater somewhat well, near you. It's at okay. the Avalon, and I think it's at the AFI, God. and uh, probably a few other theaters. So there they are. Worth searching out. I thought it would be interesting to sort of look forward to uh, what is coming to the movies. And do you all have any thoughts on things you are especially looking forward to? The Indiana Jones uh, movie is uh, June 30th, and I think we've already covered that. Do you know there's another Fast and Furious? Fast yeah, X? I mean, it looks it's great. Dominic Toretto. You're about to learn all about fear. Oh. You will never be able to break my family. It looks like they're really turning things around with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are three movies I'm looking forward to. None are going to win any awards. Yeah. But there's one called A Good Person with Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. And I have a friend who says, and it's true, Morgan Freeman does not make a bad movie. Um, yes. So... Uh, that that movie is directed by Zach Braff. Uh, yes. Um, and um, 
Uh, I'm supposed to see it. I'm supposed to see it tonight. Um, oh. So I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know, uh, Lou. I'm. I'm trying to decide whether or not it's worth uh, driving across uh, to the west side with one eye uh, to see that <laughs> this evening. I got one of those audio books on how to talk to a teen. How's that working out? I am so not going to talk about sex with my grandfather. There's also one I, I saw preview for that looks great with Tony Collette called Mafia Mama. I don't know if you've uh. seen the preview. It looks hilarious. Again, you know, again, a lot of times the best, the funny parts of the movie are all in the preview, uh, uh. but it looked great. And then there's one other one that I saw that kind of shocked me a little bit. No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. She plays a, a bad... Uh, oh! And and, and it, 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 it's pretty hard R. Yeah, and that it, looks good. Yeah. yeah. She, she's... Uh... Uh, recruited by the parents of a shy um, 18-year-old to take his virginity before he goes to college. And she has trouble consummating the deal. We've just been so worried about our son. He's going to Princeton in the fall. Oh, I've heard of it. You know, we tried everything to bring him out of his shell. He doesn't come out of his room. He doesn't talk to girls, doesn't drink. So when you say date him, do you mean date him or date him? Yes. Date him. Date him hard. Okay. I'll date his brains out. I mean, as we negotiate this upcoming year, we're going to have to dodge a new Indiana Jones movie, a new oh. Insidious movie, a new Mission Impossible movie, uh, you know, um, a new Spider-Man movie, a new Transformers oh, God. movie. God. They just keep coming and coming. And then, you know, the, the, the new films we get are going to be based on Dungeons and & Dragons and Barbie. You know, so uh, it feels a little overwhelming. Um, that said, uh, this is going to be the year of the um, Judy Bloom Renaissance. Uh, there's a, um, a Judy Bloom documentary coming out, as well as uh, um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Uh, so uh, books that meant a great deal to um, us Gen Xers uh, negotiating um, our childhoods. Um, so I would say it's the, the the Judy Bloom is maybe what I'm looking forward to the most. And certainly I'm... not the Transformers. Ugh. <laughs> oh, God. How many Transformers have they made now? Seven, eight, nine? How many? I You know, I've lost count. The last <laughs> one uh, nearly sent me to the grave, Arch. Um, and uh, they wouldn't uh, validate my parking at Universal <laughs> City. 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm never going to forget it. That's right. I love a guy who holds a grudge. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. Uh, Greta Gerwig uh, is behind Barbie, and I'm interested to see what she does with Barbie. I've just got to think there's going to be more to it than just a, a you know a, a live action uh, rendering of that. I've well, that, that's the interesting thing right now. These this tension between these. Um, sort of corporate bohemus and these actual artists you know are they going to be sublimated to the machine or are they going to make the machine bow down to them right right uh yeah. and you know we see this with the uh marvel movies uh and um and hopefully i'm i'm hoping that greta gerwig somehow um beats the plastic menace of uh of barbie <laughs> i want to see oppenheimer on July 21st. That is the one that I really want to see. They, they've been advertising that one for months. And it's, you know, it's got like a year of advertisement ahead of it. Uh, 
I don't know. We have a big he... billboard uh, on La Cienega Avenue out here that that has a countdown clock to the opening, wow. like an old-fashioned really? countdown clock. Um, and um, it's quite menacing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have one of those in Washington, D.C., but you don't want one. <laughs> do you, no. do you think, honestly, do you think, knowing what you know, that people will – it seems to me like a tough sell. I'd go see it, of course. But it seems like a tough sell. It's a pretty cerebral movie. You know, well, I think so, that Christopher Nolan has a real reputation for making movies to be seen in movie theaters, uh, that almost regardless of what you think of them. Um, so I think I think it's going to do great. Uh, and I also think that um, that kind of marketing is going to be effective. Um, you know, I think we've seen, right, um, these marketing tricks work. Uh, and um, and I think that that uh, I think that film is going to do terrific. Plus, I mean, it's a movie about like a nuclear bomb. And didn't he he didn't right. want to he wanted to do practical effects. So he basically <laughs> dropped a bomb. Uh, to make this movie, I mean, who's not who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, let's just hope that Oppenheimer isn't a bomb. <laughs> you still got it, Arch. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you heard about the killer coming up uh, November tenth? David Fincher supposed mm. to, you know, back to back to roots. I love um I love to see David Fincher's uh movies and in this respect I'm very but I I might be feel differently now that I only have one eye. My father hated <laughs> David Fincher cuz he would uh, just spend the entire time in his chair uh, saying, "Turn on the lights. Would somebody please turn on the lights?" So a, a movie called The Killer with David Fincher, I'm thinking that nobody bothered to get a light bulb for this one. You know, it's all going to be lit by matchsticks, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of matchsticks, <laughs> let's take a break now for how Is that what you're Brady. paying us with now, Arch? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Your box of matches is on the way. <laughs> let's let's toss it over to Lou Katz in the Hound Radio headquarters. Well, the Hound has been busy digging up free movie passes. Speaking of movies, <laughs> check this out. The best movies to see are the free ones. And Hound Radio is unleashing free tickets to the new Woody Harrelson film, Champions. It's impossible to coach these guys. You don't have to turn them into the Lakers. They just need to feel like a team. Uh, we're going to need some help. It's a hilarious and heartwarming story of a former minor league basketball coach who, after a series of missteps, is ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. He soon realizes that despite his doubts, together, this team can go further than they ever imagined. Register to win your free run of film tickets at houndradio.com. It's from the internet radio station that double dribbles 24 7 Seven, Hound Radio. Music chat, this and that. Hound Radio. So, uh, what else is on you guys' mind? Anything uh, coming up on uh, streaming that you're interested in? Last night I watched um, the season two start of um, uh, Perry Mason. Yeah, yeah. And and, um, and it was a real slow burn. The first uh, the first episode, not not that much happened, but. It's so soaked in Los Angeles atmosphere yes. that I enjoyed it anyway. You know, I I sort of uh, 
I kind of wish that they didn't have to have a plot uh, uh, that we could just go to all of these locales. Uh, and of course, I spent so much time trying to pick out, you know, where which each location is. And um, uh, but the atmosphere of that show, along with um, with Matthew Reese's just crumpled yeah, yeah. persona, you know, is a uh, is a very appealing um, presence, a weekly presence. So I was looking forward to that one. And so far, it's lived up to my uh, expectation. It will not surprise you to know that I'm uh, following that too. In fact, I've watched the I got the the second episode uh, last night, and uh, again, I love the uh, the set decoration, the atmosphere, yeah. the way they they recreate uh, L.A. It, it it very much moves me. But then I live in a house that was built in 1923, Los Angeles. Uh -huh. You know, we just had our hundredth birthday for our house. I'm sorry, I forgot to invite you guys. <laughs> I would have come. <laughs> Where do you live in L.A.? A neighborhood called uh, West Adams, uh, which a lot of which was de uh, demolished to build the 10 freeway. Uh, and and we live in the, the bungalows, which are the little houses that were built for the oh. workers to uh, who worked at the big houses, um, which were um, a few blocks away. Uh, and, and most of which were destroyed when they when they built the 10 freeway. Um, but this is um, just south of the 10. Uh, and I, and back, uh, you know, back in the day, you were always told not to go south of the 10. But now now south of the 10 is a very different story than it was back then. Cool. I, you know, we, we haven't talked much about your honor. Have you guys what do you what's your feeling about your honor? I, I've I saw some of it and I recorded the rest of it waiting to see it. What's your I liked last season. What do you what's your feeling about it? I'm, I haven't I have, seen it yet. I always find him interesting as an actor, no matter what he does. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, so I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to it. What was the first season like? Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot, and I thought, okay, the story's over. But of uh -huh. course, they re they were renewed, and they have to figure out how to how to play the second season. So I, I think some people think it's a stretch a little bit. I've enjoyed the few episodes I've seen, but I, I, I'm behind. I have to see the last episode of The Last of Us. Uh, Your Honor, Perry Mason. Um, still, Which service you know, is that? Is he Your Honor on? It's Apple, right? Uh, no, Your Honor's on Showtime, I believe. Okay. Mm. Well, we're about, I guess, tomorrow is the, the premiere of Ted Lasso. Uh, yes. So oh, that's going to be a big yeah. moment for, uh, you know, where, where we reset our compasses a bit um, and have a big show that everyone's going to be talking about and has a big expectation. Mm -hmm. Yes. By the and way, it's the last thanks. season, correct? Oh, is it? Last season? Mm -hmm. oh. I didn't so know. This is uh, season three or four. Do, do you know, do they drop, are they dropping the whole season or are they doing it by drips and drabs? They did it week by week in the past. I'm assuming yeah. they'll do the same. I bet they, because they did uh, shrinking the same way. Right. Yeah. So. What are you looking forward to, Arch? <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso, of course. Uh, Barry, I understand Barry is coming back. And, you know, I also liked uh, Severance a lot, and I'll be interested to see what they do with that. Uh, I wanted to ask Lou, did you see the, the latest Scream? I did. <laughs> I, I don't know why I waste my time. I got <laughs> <laughs> Man, Arch, you told me this guy was impressive. What was it like, our, uh, Lou? And, and how, you know, what in the world? What were you doing there? You know, I don't know. 
Uh, I was I was so impressed with Cocaine Bear because Cocaine uh, Bear uh, is marketed as a comedy, but it was uh, really a slasher movie. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll go see Scream. It, I saw I saw all the other Screams, and to tell you how much I enjoyed them, I don't remember anything about any of them. Uh, <laughs> These characters show up that that apparently were in other other movies, and okay, um, it, it's it's so inside, and it's. You know, there's about, I'd say of, of the hour and 40 minutes, there's maybe 15 good minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, have which, which been... for some, it's better than some other movies I've seen. How but, many um, screams have there? Have there been 10 of them? This is six. Six. God. So speaking of of um of of counting to our limit here, uh, you've got uh, look to look forward to, uh, Lou, um, John Wick 4 uh, coming oh. up at, uh, at three hours, three plus hours. Of, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's wow. like um, it's like he's like Gandhi now. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not important. We require three uh, hours to to understand his great philosophy. Wow. The, somebody will have to keep tab of how many people die in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering about that with um with uh with Bruce Willis. What actor do you think has has killed the most people over the course of their career on screen? Because mm. I was thinking it could be Bruce Willis, maybe Sylvester Stallone. Wow. Stallone, has, yeah. John has Wayne. anyone actually done this calculation? I don't know. No, I don't know if they have. Yeah. I'm curious. I guess Eastwood. Yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves is closing in on him all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like an awful lot of the same old stuff. <laughs> Yep. Come on, Arch. You got to get more excited than that. <laughs> I'm I'm going with the Irish movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could not agree with you more. Um, uh, about the the Quiet Girl. It was just it was an unexpected. I mean, the 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 the, right. the title very much uh, uh works. I mean, it's a quiet film. It is uh, very but it's quiet. it's extremely um moving and um. I, I cried at the end of that uh, film. I mean, I was I was deeply moved. Well, speaking of crying, we're almost out of time, so uh, I'm going to recommend The Quiet Girl for the weekend and Ted Lasso. How about you, Oliver? Uh, I'm going to uh, second that, but also on HBO, if anyone hasn't seen um, Navalny, the movie that won the Oscar mm. for a documentary, uh, it has the best Good scene catch. of any movie uh, this year where he cranks calls his attempted murderers. Uh, so you got to see, you got you got to watch this movie if you can. Cinema Lou, how about you? You know, I'm going to pick a movie that we have not discussed and probably you've never heard of. It's called I Mordecai with oh, uh, Judd yeah. Hirsch. And 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 Sharon Kane, um, is that is that right? Sharon Kane from uh, think, Taxi. It was kind of a reunion. Harold oh, Kane, yeah, Harold Kane. Yeah, you got it. The right Kane this time. Always fun having you guys on. Oliver Jones out in L.A. with Observer.com and Emerson College, and also locally film fanatic Cinema Lou Charlop. We're going to take a couple weeks off, and we'll return with a new podcast shortly. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Cats Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a podcast.